Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, this week we have an amazing guest. Her name is Mead Grip Fletcher and she is a pioneer in the world of mindful eating. She provides easy to use resources and teaching materials um, that promote sustainable well-being. She also provides training tools and programs that are designed for dietitians, diabetes educators, nutritionists, coaches, um, and healthcare professionals. She also has a few resources for uh, consumers and for the everyday Joe. Um, you can find those links in our description of this podcast along with our show notes. Um, and yeah, without further ado, here is our talk about mindful eating with me, Grit Fletcher. And as always, you guys know it, the 20-Minute Fitness Podcast is powered by ShapeScale. ShapeScale is a 3D body scanner scale and fitness tracker all rolled into one, and it digitizes your body composition in photorealistic 3D. It's now available for pre-order on ShapeScale.com. Okay, and with us today is Migret Fletcher, who um, is an expert in the field of mindful eating. Um, and so we are so happy to have her sit down with us today. Um, so Migret, do you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Um, I'm a registered dietitian, diabetes educator, and I've authored a number of books around mindfulness, mindful eating, as that would apply uh, for professionals. And I have uh, a book out for consumers that are dealing with either at risk for diabetes, so pre-diabetes or diabetes, and that's called Eat What You Love, Love What You Eat with Diabetes, and it was co-authored with Dr. Michelle May. Gotcha. So um, I think that the term mindful eating kind of gets tossed around a lot. So do you mind defining what mindful eating is? Sure. So one of the one of the things that I spent some time doing was I um, decided to start an international nonprofit called the Center for Mindful Eating. And that website, if you go there, it's uh, centerformindfuleating.com, uh, excuse me, .org, um, has a lot of different ways for people to explore what mindful eating is. But it's really a personal journey. And it starts with where is our intention? So kind of what do we want, you know, food and eating to do and provide us? So what's our intention? Now, we're just going to make some assumptions that our intention is that it would benefit us, that would express maybe a kindness or a self-care or self-compassion. And then with that intention, where is our attention? So where is our mind when we're eating? Now, I know for myself, I can eat in a very quick way because I'm rushed or I'm, I'm late. So we might turn around and say to ourselves, oh, how often is that happening? So it's kind of adding or infusing this level of curiosity into our own behaviors so we can learn and decide, is that meeting our intention? Is my intention to eat quickly or is that just a circumstance or a habit or something that I've fallen into because it's so familiar, I do it so often? Okay, so what kind of sparked your interest in diving into the world of mindful eating? Um, many years ago, so we're, we're broaching in almost 20 years ago, um, I started meditating on a regular and consistent basis and I found it really life-changing. So when I slowed down and I started listening, um, I really started gaining a lot of information that helped me make choices that benefited my body and benefited my whole life. And as I worked with my clients, because I'm a diabetes educator, because I'm a dietitian, I started sharing these insights with my clients and my clients were like, I want to do that. And, and I thought, well, of course you would, because it's 
that's awesome. Um, so as I started describing these things, um, I realized that there was really an opportunity for mindful eating to be distinct and separate from mindfulness. And so I decided to start calling people and I called um, about nine international experts and said, would you guys be interested in starting this nonprofit with me? And the Center for Mindful Eating was conceived over a kitchen table, which feels very appropriate. Um, and so what wound up happening was fast forward, uh, people started really getting very interested in mindfulness and mindful eating. I think that we see a tremendous amount of research, um, most of it very positive and exciting for us, but it's really helping people um, start listening to them, to their own wisdom when they're eating. And I find that so wonderful. So when I talk with people like you, or I talk with my clients, or I talk with my friends, and I learn like, what is it about food and eating that lights you up? And they might say, oh, it's the taste, or it's how it makes me feel, or, you know, I really like the creativity of it. And that really starts making my brain start spinning and turning. We're not striving to get anything. We're just really starting to identify where's the joy uh, or where are the opportunities to make food and eating and cooking and food preparation more rewarding and, and more satisfying for everyone? Right. And, you know, just like looking at the way that we normally view food, especially like the North American, you know, perspective of food, it's quite different. It's all about, um, you know, maybe large portions or um, like on the go eating or just all of our processing and all of these different diet fads. So how does like this kind of way of looking at food um, kind of stack up against the principles of mindful eating? Mm. So I would say that our view of food has changed quite a bit. So it's no longer for um, subsistence, you know, eating just to be alive. Um, so I think that that has changed. We're starting to recognize that there are some eating patterns that seem to promote health at a greater rate than other eating patterns. Um, but I do really identify with the chaos that you described around our current eating patterns. So many people have a very adversarial relationship with food, not nourishing, not nurturing, adversarial. And so that right away tells us, is that your intention? Is, is your intention to be arguing with food all the time, arguing with your body, arguing? Is that really your intention? Or is your intention to start moving towards a place of peace and nourish and nurturing. And so when I look at mindful eating, it's really a curious, dynamic learning stance around food and eating. It's not static. There is no good food, bad food. There is no right or wrong. It's about learning and listening and seeing what nourishes and nurtures our body. And the more we can trust in our body, the more we can learn, but ultimately the better we are at meeting our body's needs. Right. So how could we go about practicing um, mindful eating in our everyday lives? There's a lot of wonderful suggestions out um, kind of on the airwaves. And I'm sure if you asked your mother or your grandmother, they would identify or even your dad or your uncle, they would be able to identify some really simple ones. But the first one is when we're eating is our attention focused in on eating. Just looking at distractions, I think, is the easiest one. Now, does that mean eating in silence with nothing around? No. It means eating in a pleasant way, but really having our intention be to taste, 
to nourish, to savor the food, to get gratitude for the bite in our mouth. Right. Yeah. So often I find myself just mindlessly eating, like whether in front of the TV or like my computer or my phone. Um, and it's gotten to the point where, you know, it's hard to um, like separate the two. It's hard to um, like not eat while I'm in front of the television. And it's also hard to eat without having a screen in front of me. So um, is, do you have any um, tips on how somebody could break that habit or um, how you could go about, you know, implementing more mindful habits? Well, just like you would with any new exercise program. So you start small and you build up, you get that strength. Um, and I think a lot of people think you have to, you know, meditate or, you know, do these elaborate practices. And really the research is showing a pause, a 15, 10, five second pause before you eat uh, or make a food decision is often enough to break your familiar and habitual patterns of acting and thinking. So you might just turn around and say, really simple question, am I hungry? That's mindfulness in a practical sense. So you come back and you go, I am hungry. Well, how hungry am I? That's, that's also mindfulness. You're asking questions and learning about your current immediate experience. That's curiosity. That's mindfulness. I'm interested in my own experience. And I'm respectful of my own experience. So when I get those answers, I'm respectful of those answers. Oh, I am hungry. Or, no, I'm really not hungry, but I want to eat anyways because it's familiar. And we'd say, okay, what's the, what's the place, the compassionate action to do? I understand that it's familiar and that you've got a pretty big, gigantic craving that's present. I have those too. So what could I do to, you know, kind of maybe not make the perfect choice, but also not make a choice that's harming? So what's the balance or what's the middle way between those two extremes? And many times that little pause says, what are my options? What could I do? Um, and that question, that space, really can allow you to pull for your own inner wisdom and say, I really want to eat, but I don't need to eat, you know, like unhealthy food or junk food or kind of crap food. I could, I could grab something that would actually, I enjoy and that would benefit my body. Gotcha. And yeah, what you just said um, kind of um, was a little revelatory for me in that um, mindfulness has always been this vague term, but I guess if you think of mindfulness just as a state of consciousness, just as like being actively aware of your surroundings, that makes a lot more sense to me. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, So um, if there was one misconception about mindful eating that you could break, what would it be? Um, That it's all about losing weight. It's not. It's about enjoyment. It's about really being respectful and honoring. And you can do that in any size body. You don't have to change your size of your body. And even if you're in your ideal body that you want, this is the body you say, I love this body. It's about listening and honoring that body. You don't, don't, mindful eating isn't about changing it. It's about enjoying the experience. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, um, or just thinking that, you know, so many people go on pretty incredible weight loss or fitness journeys and lose all of this weight and, you know, maybe on extreme diets or highly restrictive diets, and then they get to their goal. And then all of a sudden, they're like, Oh, I, I'm not as happy as I thought I was, or, or I thought I would be at this weight. And it's just because, you know, it's not like they just kind of made all of these insane rules from their, themselves for maybe a year or so. And then, you know, there's not any real kind of connection between the two. There's not any kind of lifestyle 
change in that. And so it sounds like mindful eating is really a pathway just to get to somewhere where you feel comfortable with food. And your body and yourself. And you feel comfortable with your body and yourself and food because at every bite you're asking, you know, hey, what's my experience? Is this pleasant, neutral, or unpleasant? Right. Right. And so from a mindful eating perspective, what would you do if like you find yourself in a place where it's like, well, this is, you know, I'm at like some sort of birthday party and there's a ton of unhealthy food options. Like what would be like the mindful way to handle that situation? Sure. So what's your intention? Right. So right away, you might turn around and say, I'm at a birthday party. My intention is to have a blast. I'm not going to worry about food and eating. If that's your intention, then you would, you could honor that in lots of ways. If you turn around and say, you know, the last time I was at a birthday party and I just said I was going to eat whatever I wanted, I got a bellyache when I was done and I didn't feel so good and I was tired and logy and I had other things that happened. So I'm going to change my intention. I'm going to enjoy myself at this birthday party and eat the foods that I really, really love. That might change your experience. You might say, the last time I was at a birthday party, I, I just really focused in on eating the foods that I love, but I did overdo it. I ate past my comfort level. I ate past my level of wellness. My intention now is to go to the birthday, really enjoy myself, eat the foods that I love in an amount that I feel is satisfying versus can cause me to have some experience of, of pain and suffering. Right. And so you're shifting your intention and you're honoring that intention. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so if you have any advice for someone who is just starting out on their fitness or wellness journey, um, what advice? Um, if you can um, recognize your critical voice, so our critical voice is that Charlie Brown voice, that wah, 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 wah voice, you know, that negative, harsh, and replace that critical voice with self-compassion. And we would define self-compassion as just really being kind to ourselves. What's the kind choice? That's self-compassion. Another thing that we would replace is the harsh, you know, that critical voice with recognizing I'm just like everybody else, that common humanity. And then the last piece of self-compassion is mindful awareness, not falling into autopilot, pulling ourselves out and saying, wait a second, my life is happening now. What can I notice about this moment? What are my choices in this moment? So when we start off in any journey, self-compassion is a great thing to have with us. It's a great tool. It's a great thing to bring with us because it will allow us to love the place we get to. Gotcha. Well, Migra, thank you so much for joining us um, for this episode. It was super insightful. And thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. Um, and if people were to find you or your work, where could they find you? So for individuals that are working with elevated blood sugars, prediabetes, or diabetes, I'd like to direct you to the Am I Hungry website. There you can find uh, a book that I wrote with Dr. Michelle May called Eat What You Love, Love What You Eat with Diabetes. And it's really to help people with elevated blood sugars use mindful eating to, you know, kind of explore options and how to get healthy, not fad dieting. It's very much health at every size. So it's a very gentle and I consider sane approach to uh, diabetes management. And if you're a professional and you're looking to learn more about mindful eating, uh, you can go to my website at megrit.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. You're welcome. And thank you again so much to Megrit for uh, joining us this week. 
we had a great little chat and I hope you guys uh, enjoyed all the useful tips that uh, she had for us. Um, again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at shape underscore scale and give us a follow on Instagram at shapescale. Again, thank you to Migret for being such an amazing guest and we hope to see you guys back here next week for a new episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Bye!